welcome back to inciting incident as you can see you can now see which is great <laughs> um first episode that we have a camera put this up on youtube which means that you can find us on youtube at inciting incident um, once again the usual shout out thank you so much for luke making the sound for us as always great intro and this week we watched Black Panther. But before we go into it any further, I'm here with Vili. What's up, guys? Sorry, a bit sick this week, so sound might be a bit off. And I'm here with Alex. Hello. <laughs> so, as I said, we're watch we've watched Black Panther this week. Um, let's talk um, a little bit about the film itself before we dive into it. So, in terms of plot... The film talks about, um, the film starts with uh, T'Challa's passing, you know. They had, they, had a, they had a difficult road ahead of them making this film work where their main character is, you know, dead from the start. So we start off with his burial. And then the main plot is that other nations um, are trying to take vibranium for themselves so that they can use it. And... Um, Obviously, Wakanda doesn't want that because that's their, the only thing that gives them power, you know, but, or not the only thing, but the one thing that gives them superiority over the other nations. So they're trying to keep that from them. And with other nations trying to get Wakanda, it's revealed that there is a second nation. Uh, I said Wakanda trying to get uh, Vibranium. It's revealed that there is a second nation that also has access to the metal. And this is where our antagonist comes from. Now, the plot turns into this second nation trying to get support from Wakanda to help them keep vibranium between themselves before it um, basically prevented from ending up on American hands and French hands, etc. And I think that's sufficient introduction for us to actually talk about the film. So let's hand it off to Alex. Alex, what did you think about the film? Um, like overall views. Overall view, it when I came from the cinema, I was I was quite happy. Uh, but I'm a Marvel fan, so it's easy for Marvel movie to make me like feel good because of, like all of the Easter eggs and stuff like that. But when I have some time to think about the movie as a like standalone project, I was like, uh, it's. Yeah. Five and a half, maybe six, but honestly, if you like the Marvel movies, yeah, go watch it. If if you're not so interested, now nah, mm. it's you're good. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Billy, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's basically two movies in one. It's the movie that Pedro was just saying about of the Second Republic. Do we remember his name? It's a, it's a complicated name. I don't Atlantis. Remember. Just let's call it Atlantis. Call it just, Atlantis. I mean, it's, no, it's basically it's Atlantis. Yeah, okay. basically it is. We'll just call it Atlantis just to make it easy for everyone listening. But it's not actually Atlantis. Yeah, it's they have their own name there, yeah. but technically Atlantis. Yeah. So okay. that's the main plot of the movie. But then obviously they also have to deal with the fact that, as Pedro was just saying, that the main star of the franchise has passed away, and he can't just make a sequel to. Uh, film that made a billion dollars and not have the main dude over there. So I feel like in a way it is two like interconnected movies. One of them I really like. I like the one that they've like built around Chadwick and around Kreef and moving on and whatever. 
not too fond of the Atlantis one. I don't think it works on all levels, but I guess we'll get deeper into that in a bit. Hmm. Uh, what would you give it out of 10? Well, I'll give the... I think the Chadwick portion of it was done really beautifully. I'll give that one like a, like a nine. Okay. And I also, when I talk about the overall, I'd probably give the film like a six and a half, maybe a six, something like that. But that's not to shit on like, because obviously it was a tremendous undertaking to even mm -hmm. make this film in the first place. So I don't want to shit on like the sort of legacy of this guy and the legacy of this franchise. I just want to say, obviously, they had constrictions on time, constrictions on not having their main actor, and that definitely shows. For that reason, I'll say it's a six. But it's also a very beautiful movie in its own right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex has something that I very much agreed with. Leaving the cinema, I was quite happy with it. I was, you know, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the experience. It was fun. the The visuals are very cool, as they are. Well, you know, before Phase Four, as they always were with Marvel. Mm -hmm. um, Fight scenes, I thought they were very entertaining. Um, so yeah, I was very happy when I left the movie. But the more I started to think about it, my opinion did kind of change a little bit as well. Um, I think definitely the best part was the villain. I fucking love Namor as a villain. He was really cool. He was really intimidating. He had screen presence. I think the film was so long, unnecessarily. Like, they just had to get into the point you know like they could have cut off i don't know 40 minutes of the film just randomly and i don't think i think it would still make sense so because of that it ended up feeling a little bit bloated i would give this one i give this one a six originally i was thinking a seven i think a solid six is um is appropriate for this film i think appropriate is the exact word I yeah. think the, the one big criticism that we all have is that it was too long. Mm. I wonder if Alex wanted to get us started on that conversation of exactly how and why. And uh, yeah, I think maybe I'm wrong, but <clears throat> the making the Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther T'Challa character, like be remembered uh, like in, in the whole history of films, basically. They made him a hero there. And... I understand why they did story-wise, yeah. but there was maybe too much of that, too much of the things where nothing happened. And I understand like some of the scenes were very beautiful with, in the beginning especially, where like the white ceremony, where everyone was in white, and I, I love that. The funeral. Yeah, yeah. the funeral of Chala. But they had two funerals that later on, um, sorry for spoilers. The ma mother deaths, and Spoiler alert. honestly, I loved the character, the actress she played. Honestly, yeah. I loved her. But after her death, also the long scenes with nothing happened and just people reactions. I understand why they did that, but maybe you can cut at least some of them out. <coughs> and they were like staying too long on the screen right. basically some of the characters when they did basically nothing in the film some of the characters honestly you can cut them out um but overall yeah i some of the cgi were were not as great also but i think this is the whole problem of the film industry right now so we can talk about mm. it like 
a lot in every film and it's the reason it's like marvel like speculations basically okay but yeah all right fair enough, um, fair enough. you guys um yeah i was gonna say I actually agree with you in one thing i do think some of the side characters <laughs> in this film were uh, quite pointless like they weren't really given anything to do but i will disagree with you when it comes to uh the the duration of the funeral thing but since you mentioned how this was one of your favorite parts of the film, why don't you give your opinions on the funeral scene, Billy? The funeral scene. It's not necessarily even the funeral scene. It's the fact that obviously the, when he died, it was a total surprise to everyone. Apparently it was even a surprise to Kevin Feige and the people at Marvel. Hmm. And so the question was like, what are they going to do? Are they going to recast him? Are they going to say that he's on a secret mission? Or are they going to do as Alex suggested before that they said it during the clip or the... Blip, you, the yeah, snap, yeah, yeah. yeah, the snap. So that he'd just be gone and like you could kind of clutch it and have like all this stuff happen and he's dead, but then you can also like recast him and bring him back later. I just love the fact how they like, like he dies from an illness and that's what happened in real like life. And I feel like how many Marvel movies do we have? 30 at this point? Something like that, yeah. I, I think like now is the time to sort of introduce that kind of real world element to it, like things like this. It's not all like happy and everybody lives and survives and whatnot. And obviously Endgame and Infinity War is heavily about trauma and survival and stuff like that, but it's not, it's still contained. This one reaches beyond the screen. So I, was, I, I just thought that the solution to like have him die of essentially the same thing I died in the real world is very, very powerful, very good. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that and honestly uh, like we know this like mu multi-billion companies that and especially Marvel they could do they bring bring another character like another actor and said that he's from another like multiverse or some something like that they mm -hmm. could do so exactly. so much thing because they now introduce the multiverse but I love that they didn't do that they said yeah he's dead there's no one and we are going further without him and we will remember him forever it's incredible and i was like yeah 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 it's fantastic how they do that and you go there and you can sort of because everyone has some sort of personal experience obviously losing a loved one grandparents or whatnot so now you can go to a marvel movie and you can sort of go through that grief you don't have to detach and go oh that's iron man fucking up some random dude but you can just go uh, i recognize these emotions from my own life and it's very nice to see them translated into the big screen yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. And I want to say, one of the things I was most anxious about entering the cinema was, are they going to take this shit seriously? Because obviously Chadwick Mosben <clears throat> was not only a great actor and an icon, he became something larger than just the character of T'Challa. You know what I mean? He represents a lot to the black movement. You know what I mean? So they had to do it in a way that was right, in a way that was respectful. And they did. Every scene that they talk about him, every scene that they reference back to T'Challa, it is always with respect. There are no jokes. And especially coming from some of the other Phase 4 projects, like fucking Multiverse of Madness. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Holy shit, I was just... I mean, Love and Thunder or Ragnarok. Or, oh, Love no, and both Thunder, of them yeah. now. Both well, of them are... Both. <coughs> yeah, I guess both. But Love and Thunder, the, the jokes don't land. So. At all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm glad that they did it very well. And I wanted to say, having a scene kind of like prolonged, like the, the funeral scene, 
gives a little bit of like respect, like gravity to the situation, which I think was like due. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. I think the, I mean, this was always going to be the main issue with the film after he's dead. It's a superhero movie, so you're meant to have explosions and big fights every 20 minutes. But then also, if you want to have this, like, sort of mood over the entire film, then it has to be slower and more meditative. And it was always a question of how do those two elements balance? Like, can he have that action and that sort of, like, brainless entertainment with the respectful in-memoriam stuff? Mm. I don't think they really land that balance. I feel like especially the first half of the movie when Shuri goes into the... There's almost 40 minutes of the movie when literally nothing happens. She goes into the Atlantis kingdom, whatnot, and they talk about uh, Namor, the villain, wanting to kill the scientist or whatever. There's no stakes. Nothing has to happen. It's just people talking. I feel like... This is why I said it's two movies. I love the meditative movie, but do not love the superhero movie. No, fair enough. Um... I'm not saying that they should cut out the the funeral thing, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm saying just some of the scenes were too prolonged, and not only in the funeral th uh, scenes, uh, also in the action scenes, for example, when the Atlantis attack Wakanda. Yeah. Some of the scenes were just so unnecessary just for viewers to go, wow. But... For example, the characters of Mbaku, 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 yeah, his like pointless thing <coughs> at the um, at the attack. Yeah, I was like, no. Yeah, Mbaku didn't do shit. Yeah, the the only thing that he did is give advice in the in the funeral of her of Shuri's mother. Yeah. That's the like, if you can say, it, an impact that he gave to the yeah. plot of the movie. But besides that, no. And like, it wasn't even impactful because sure, he didn't take his advice. True. She, <laughs> she took it in the end. She yeah, didn't kill the na Namor. Yeah. But I don't think that was his advice at that point. Yeah, that, was, that was the advice of the lady that infiltrated Wakanda. Oh, or no, yeah. Wakanda, Atlantis. By the way, what, what was this lady like on? Like, she oh. was... Who are we talking about? The the one who infiltrated the the ocean kingdom. Oh, the Lupita. Yeah, yeah, Nyong Lupita character. Yeah. Wait, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh no! I um, oh, wait. Who sorry, are you I'm, thinking I'm, about? I confused it with the <laughs> Banshee <laughs> film. Sorry, guys. Bruh. There was an old lady also by the beach. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Anyways, I would say one of the fucking useless ass scenes that really bothered me was the USA scenes. Those ones. You mean the Martin Freeman ones? Yeah, right? Martin Freeman and the college scenes with, uh, I forget the, the person's name. The Ironheart. Ironheart, or, yeah. Because, yeah. like, dude, her. she was cool, but we didn't need, I don't know, what was it, like 15 minutes on her? Yeah, it was 20, 20, more, more, way more 20, than that. 20, yeah. 30. Oh, yeah. there we go. You know what I mean? Like, if we had, so think back to fucking Civil War, the way that they introduced Spider-Man. That shit took, like, what, seven minutes? Probably less than that. No, yeah. they just like... Exactly. He's introduced. He's just like, hi, guys. Do something like that, because this person's going to get their own fucking series in a bit. You know what I mean? Give them enough time to show off their personality, and then that's it. Fucking cut them out. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be prolonged like that. I didn't like those. I think the Martin Freeman scenes. I like that they brought him back. Or do I? No, I don't like that they brought him back. 
Like he was fucking unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. What, what was his eventual contribution? Like what did he actually do in the story? Nothing. He, he gave them information. He pointed them towards Ironheart. But he got arrested. No, yeah, he, he was, was just a tool. No, he he wasn't a character in the film. He was just a yeah. tool for for the information to go around That's from. True. Wakanda to to the Atlantis and the other way around. I, I would even he, argue he wasn't a tool for information within the film. He was a tool for information for the audience. Like yeah. he he was telling us, oh, they're getting angry at you. They're yeah, going to invade your country. You know what I mean? He like, was just like the tool for information to everyone. Yes. But uh, I agree with you that the Martin Freeman was unnecessary and the Iron Heart char- character like scenes in the beginning was kind of unnecessary. Mm. But honestly, this like scenes of Ironheart was one of the I enjoyed the most. I don't know why I was really? like, yeah, the character I like her. Honest, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's okay, maybe maybe is this is because like Iron Man is one of my favorite characters, and she she's kind of like this witty, uh, like Spider Man ish character, yeah. like ha ha he he, and I was like, ah, ha ha he he character, yeah. and it, it it was a nice you know mix for this kind of. Um, very dramatic film right uh, but i also agree with willie when they didn't mix her in the scenes where she's not supposed to be basically when there is the tone of the film is very like sad and melancholic and they sh- she's not making some dumb jokes and i was like whoa this is the first one mm. <laughs> in the yeah, she, films yeah she doesn't really have an arc in the movie she's kind of just chilling there yeah she's like, also yeah. the two she's also a tool that's but true I, but i do agree like but again the two movies the meditative movie she doesn't belong in that but the fun action movie i think it's nice to have like something a bit different and i do think it, it sort of takes away from the not depressing nature of it but the sort of brooding and kind of to just have something like young and fun and like kind of someone new in the game mm. you know it's okay. nice and for the same reason, I also like Martin Freeman. He's kind of like, you've lost a loved one, and now like the family comes together. It was quite nice right. to have him, especially because he was in the first one as well. Hmm. Fair enough. I don't know if I agree. I think Martin Freeman no, just did. That's probably quite divisive, because yeah. he was in the movie for, what, 30 minutes, and I'm just... Yeah, blessed. bro, his whole scenes with his wife, like... Not the wife, give the... A shit. His ex-wife, whatever. No, no, no. It, yeah. It, it was, was, it was just the commander. She no, was the ex-wife, ex-wife. The, yeah, it was ex-wife. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She's oh, also. I, the, I missed that. She was at the end of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so they're setting her up to be some sort of. She like hired them. Is this? Doug, no, this I, is I, I think complaints. this is a diff- different character. No, it's I not. Think no, no, no. no, this, no. This is one of my complaints about fucking yeah. Marvel TV shows. Like you have to do homework to understand the films, and I fucking hate that. She's also at the I end of Black Widow. <laughs> she hires the Florence Pugh at the end of Black Widow. No, no, I, I remember, but I don't think this is the same. Oh, character. it's the same. It's Julia Louis oh. Dreyfus, same one. So oh, she. Okay. Because she's forming now the the thunderbolts. Anti, no, the and is it maybe it's thunderbolt. I don't yeah, know what thunder, it's called. I know, yeah. The the bad <laughs> the bad people Avengers. Damn. Yeah, the reason Zemo and like foreign spew character and yeah others. Yeah. Damn. Oh, he hired Zemo as well. Yeah. I th- oh, I think I think they they speculated that Zemo should be there, but okay, we, we're going off topic, Anyways, guys. Yeah. Back to back to Black Panther. Um. So okay. One of the things that I mentioned that I liked was the villain. And I think Namor was a very, very good villain. Because as far as his motivations, keeping Vibranium exclusive to him or, or to his country and to Wakanda is a good motivation because we haven't seen anything about him. 
throughout the MCU. So the fact that he wants to like maintain that the way that it is, you know what I mean? He wants to keep isolated makes sense. But I don't think that's why he's such a good villain, not because of his motivation, but I think it's because of his screen presence. When he's on screen, especially after him like taking over Wakanda, he was a genuine threat. Like we were looking at it, I was like, yo, this guy could fuck up some people, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, as far as the villain goes, I think he's really good. <coughs> I don't think he's as good as Killmonger, you know, from Black Panther 1, but I think he's a very good villain, especially one of the best from phase four. Uh, may I add something? His motivation is not to keep the, the vibranium to themselves. His motivation is because if they will search, if the lenders, uh, mm. Earthlanders will search for vibranium down under the sea, they will find their place and they will attack it. Basically, he, he do, don't like he don't care about if they will find vibranium or not. Mm. He's scared because he went. Do you remember when he showed Shuri the heart of the Atlantis city? Yeah, and this is was like vibranium thing, and he's afraid of this heart. Like he he called it like the heart of the city mm. uh, will be found, and like, they they will have a war against them. Basically, that's but. It's kind of the same thing, but it's not like motivation-wise. Mm. He's more concerned not about this. Is not about the greed. This is more about the protection of the his people. I think there's elements of greed. I think Pedro is right because they sort of like these people treat him as a god, and there seems to suggest that he kind of enjoys that. I think. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 He's definitely because he calls himself Kuku Khan. Yeah, yeah, this is. Oh, you remember that? But no, because I, 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 I'm, I'm, uh, I, I read like some of the minds mm. uh, like ah. mythology, and that, that's that's why I remember. Yeah, and this is the god, like the god with uh, ser serpent with wings, basically yeah. mm. in the mythology. And yeah, I, he definitely enjoyed him uh, himself called that because he, his his people yeah. call him this name of the god. Yeah. So that's why I think, and Namor, as he said, what his um, enemies call him. So basically, yeah. no love for the enemies, and I'm the god to the his people. Right. That's the I, wow. That's that, a very good analysis. That line delivery was kind of corny at the first plot. Yeah, yeah it comes it was to very corny. Yeah. My friends call me Kukul Khan. Do they though? <laughs> like for real? But I'll, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll just agree with Pedro. To have a villain that wears like green speedos and flies around in like Nike boots, and to have him be as like, uh, what's the word? Like bad or like impactful yeah. as he was. Like he's who is this guy? I've never seen this guy. Was he in Narcos or something? I've nah, never seen Narcos nah. Mexico. Are you sure? Oh, ooh, maybe I'm not there yet. No spoilers. No, no spoilers. Yeah, yeah, no spoilers. But th this guy just, I don't know who he is, I don't know where he came from, but he, he has screen presence. Like, whatever the charisma yeah. on the screen is, this man's got it, and, like, bucket yeah. list. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Did you guys want to talk about, because we obviously, in school, we talk a lot about showing versus telling again. <laughs> I feel like this film had a lot of telling, not a lot of showing. Yeah, a yeah. lot of telling. I yeah. feel like... Partly that is because of the just the mingling of the superhero element with the meditative element, kind of. Yeah. But also, the first half of the movie, especially, like, literally, Shuri goes to this Atlantis place, whatever it was called, and uh, they just talk. Nothing happens. And then there's one tiny action scene, and they get out of there. And yeah. then what frustrated me the most is, after that, she sort of, like, develops an anger towards or against Namor because her mother dies and all this shit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like that entire thing was very much um, telling. None of it was showing, especially because there were so many missed opportunities. Like she becomes Black Panther and then she has the conversation with M'Baku and all this. And in hindsight, these scenes are totally useless because they don't mean at all. It's basically, remember in the Batman v Superman where he's like Martha and then the other guy's like, why do you say that name? It's like, it's my mother's name. It's a similar sort of thing. Like mm. it, it just doesn't go anywhere. It's all talking. There's no action. Yeah. And also about showing and telling. I love them that uh, not only Black Panther, but a lot of Marvel movies, they are telling what they are just already showed us. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think one of the examples I was going to use is with uh, Namor's backstory. Because they didn't need to fucking narrate. Like, they could have just fucking, like, took a couple of extra days or some more time to figure out how to show that in a creative way. And we don't have to see it and also have you narrate it. We're not stupid. We understand what's going on. But at the same time, we know that this film is, <coughs> like Billy said earlier, is a, is a switch your brain off and just, you know, enjoy what's going on in the screen type of movie. So, Honestly, I can like speculate why are they doing that right now. But I think this is why they also have so many characters. I understand that they also want to do something big like um, Infinity War by the end of like uh, six, phase six. And that's why they introduce so many characters. So it will be like all out war in the end. But just do the good writing, please. <laughs> if you... Do we have any good films? I mean, um, Spider-Man in a way, and I guess Black Panther in this way, but phase four. Four, is it now? That yeah, yeah, phase four. four. Yeah. Can you name one good movie from this phase? No. Uh, yeah, apart from the two that you just eliminated. No. And can you name... No, even... if Sorry sorry for interrupting Spider-Man. No. Excuse you, bro. Spider-Man hey, was great. Yeah, no. Alex is out of the podcast. It, it was yeah. Spider-Man and just... You, uh, <laughs> you can delete half of the film and half of the villains yeah. from there. And it will be... Then maybe it will be decent. No, but it, it's just an Easter egg campaign to sell toys. Bro? 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 Dude, let's not get into this okay, on yeah, the podcast. Let's not get into this. But we're going to get into this outside of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also feel like all these all these Phase 4 movies, they have the exact same problem. I feel like the... Is it Kevin Feige who used yeah. to produce all them? He's yeah. probably stretched too thin because he's got, what, 10 TV shows at the same time. He's got video games. He's got these things. Yeah. And he just cannot supervise because... The quality has gone from a nine to a six, and it's an undeniable six. Like, yeah. there's not a single yeah. film. Some of the films, like, uh, what is it, Black Widow, Eternals, Dude, just we're, bad. We're talking about it now. Like, this one stood out as a, an above Phase 4 average film, and yeah. we all agree that it's around a six. Because this, I mean? this one felt sincere, at least. Like, yeah. Some of them are just cash grabs. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think the, the only thing why I give this movie like more than a, like five or four like what i will give other marvel phase four movies only because uh, the the tone was what i like mm. and the visuals also like go hand in hand with that yeah it is a very beautiful film yeah. i'd like to catch on to something that Petra said a bit earlier that if they'd just taken a couple extra days maybe it would have been better but i feel like because we were talking about this uh, in the pub earlier, but it feels like those extra two days is exactly what they didn't have because the film... True, true. Imagine they had a script, they were like in pre-production, then their main actor died, and the release date kind of changed, but that was because of COVID. That wasn't because of 
delays or whatnot. So this film pretty much came out on time. Having like everyone, it's not just that you have to rewrite the film; it's that you have to like go through the grieving process, and you have to go through the the Marvel process. Are we going to recast? What are we going to do? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then you have to make the movie. So I I just salute them for that. I wish someone had given them nine extra months or an extra year even. No, that's a that's a fair point. That is a fair point actually. Like to to expect them to, you know, use time that they didn't have to fix issues that they didn't know would be an issue, mm. is fair enough it, of a defense. I think yeah. it, it feels sincere, and that's why it's very yeah. difficult to dunk on it and say it's a six because it feels like it really yeah. truly came from the I don't heart think, of people. I don't think a six is a dunk. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think a six is a, I think a six is an award for effort. Like I can see the merit of your idea. But as a final piece, if you isolate it from everything, if you isolate it from the circumstances, it doesn't work that well. Yeah, exactly. Can yeah. I say the other thing is, um, like, <coughs> like a little, a little counter argument. Yeah. Even like, uh, even you understand, even though you understand that they were like on a time crunch and stuff like that, I don't think you, we should say like, okay, let's give like A for effort. It, they they did that. no 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 you said like you even though they have like a, a not a lot of time to film that mm-hmm. we we should appreciate the what what they did or Vili said that something like that mm-hmm. around but I think if you are they, this is the problem for like Marvel that they announce what they will make like three or four years ahead yeah. And I'm I'm all, all for that because I'm a Marvel fan and I would like to know what like Fantastic Four or Blade movies will come out. But that that one of the problems why they cannot like make better films because they are on crazy time crunches. The VFX artists, the scriptwriters, and every other like de- mm-hmm. department there is is like crazy okay. on time. I don't think this one falls under that same category because it's not like. They announced this. I mean, they did announce this, but also like the circumstances around this film specifically. I, I'm saying you're absolutely right in regards to every other Marvel film that I've seen over the last two years. For this one, film specifically, I will give a 10 for effort because to have your main star die and like make this beautiful love letter to him, very difficult. Yeah, I do think this film stands out as an exception to that. You know, like all the other movies, all the other Marvel movies, yeah, no excuses. You know, you have this predetermined time crunch because as you said they announced the films so far in advance but this film had a terrible external circumstance that does give them in my opinion an exception pass kind of like we say in uni exceptional circumstances plus (laughs) 10 points exactly that's how you say what do you guys um just because we've now talked about the themes and everything but Obviously, we all have our problems with the film. Mm-hmm. What would be some things that you guys would do differently to maybe make it better? Keep that sort of that that sort of meditative angle to keep the like trippy to Chadwick Boseman, but to still make it sort of stand up as its own film at the same time. Um, honestly, I would cut out the Iron Heart character at all, like completely, yeah. almost. Maybe just introduce her like closer to to be somewhere there just as like, yeah, this is the girl that helped them build, cut out everything else, like Morgan, not, not Morgan. <laughs> not Morgan, Martin. <laughs> Martin. Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think it the movie will be much tighter. It will be like, 
the mood of the movie maybe not for everyone but it will be consistent and yeah that's even though like i said i liked the aaron Hart character but the uh, like also villa said this is the two different movies got cut together into one so yeah i would <coughs> cut out one and maybe maybe made make like a tv show out of that mm. and sell it to disney plus and that's it make mm. money <laughs> And it feels like a deception, doesn't it? When you're like in this funeral and everything, and then the next thing you got some girl flying around Boston. But also, yeah. do you think, so just assuming even if we made these cuts, the film would still be two hours long. Do you think that this sort of level of uh, grief would be sustainable for that two hours? Or would it be, wouldn't you rather have some like sparks of like real happiness and something new and exciting? See, I think they had the, uh, they had, all the necessary material to make something new and exciting within Wakanda. And within Namor. Mm. And within Namor, yeah. True. Develop the two nations that you're trying to, you know, your main nation, Wakanda, obviously, but also develop this other place more than just showing it and look how cool this is. Hey, you know no. what I mean? <coughs> because, honestly, that's a bit of wasted potential. They could have shown that, have that, like, you know, as Jeremy loves to say, like, funny games that shit. But like show that and like show how the place is actually a cool place. You know what I mean? Something that really sells how much this guy wants to protect it. You know? You could have the fun come in from that. On top of that, I'm sorry, I know you like the character, but Ironheart didn't need to be in this fucking film. At the start of the fucking film, they introduced how sure he was building this like mech armor suit for the elite soldiers motherfucker have that be the iron heart of this film you don't need iron heart to be in this i agree she was a good addition she was funny she had screen presence it was a good change in tone but not needed and if we're trying to trim off fat from this film that's a good good place to go to uh, just uh, elaborate for the viewers a little bit. Petra is talking about fun and games. What we mean when we talk about fun and games is you begin your story, you build your world, like this is the place where it's going to happen, and it should be an exciting world, kind of like Wakanda or Atlantis. And usually the first half of your story is called fun and games because you like take that idea and you like put in all the fun stuff that people want to see happen in yeah, that world. Exactly. In Black Panther, this should be called boring and games because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, I've never seen, bro... Like, whose decision was it to introduce Atlantis to, like, a, was it a Stormsea song? And they just played it for three minutes while people swim in circles. No, no, don't no, speak no, no. ill of that song. Yeah, the song by the great. way, yeah. the song. this is what yeah, I wanted to say awesome. right now about fun and games. What they could do if they trimmed the fat from, like we said, from American scenes, iron horror characters, yeah. and, like, all other unnecessary Wakandan characters, they could give more time for Atlantis. And show us why he wants to protect it. Mm. Why he, the people, not not just like a flashback, or ten, 10 minutes flashback or whatever it was. And they, they could give us so much more. And the song, just the soundtrack for the film was not bad. Like yeah. I, I listened to a couple of songs like after the movie. Yeah. And the song from the Atlantis, when they were... It's. I listen to that like every morning. So shut the fuck no, up. No, I'll just say I, I listen to the soundtrack as well, or the music from and inspired by whatnot. 
But every time you have a three-hour movie and you put a three-minute song that runs the full duration of the song in the middle of you made a mistake, bro. It's not. Uh, it's not Stormzy. It's just like it's but not even a, in English. There's a yeah, full it's, Stormzy. It's actually like a Nastic language. Really? Yeah, thanks. So. That's dope, but still, I'm gonna dunk on that because you don't put it's Bruh, not music. Bro, homie's <laughs> not liking Stormy, bro. Yeah, homie's homie likes Stormzy, but not in the <laughs> not in this context. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, just like a three minute show reel of Atlantis instead of and it's actually, a couple of times they do that. Yeah, yeah. Instead and, of actually showing us how cool it is. And this is what I find very irritating. They take that song and they try to sell you the emotion that they should have given you by like showing how cool the place is it they just show pictures and it's like cool music and you're meant to go cool but you th th that's not how it works in film it's kind of like when the second half of the movie like when shuri has to escape like she thinks that her entire country is threatened why not have her kill the people or whatnot why not have her like actually cause she unlocks the secret formula to become black panther and whatnot yeah and then you have that scene with uh killmonger when she goes into the ancestral plane or whatnot that yeah. and ancestral throne room even even that is just talking bro like why not show her actually damaged why not show her actually so yeah. you can so just i'm not going to talk on this much longer but I'll, I'll just explain it briefly so if you tell someone that i'm sad they cannot feel it but if they catch you being sad in a corner somewhere then they feel for you and there's none of that understanding in the either of these halves of black panther it's just people saying i feel this way and there's nothing that they're doing that indicates that in the least yeah and honestly this this would be so easy to do in that film to show like when she would go to this ancestral plane just show her watching her mother die her show her watching her dad her brother she lost everyone yeah to yeah. basically the worst of the superheroes yeah and it will be so easy for them to show how she feels without even like one word of dialogue yeah uh, it would be so much more impactful and we would understand why she wants to do what she wants to do. Yeah. And like I wanted to like briefly talk about the theme of like the phase four is grief. Like in every movie and TV show, the grief is the main thing that every character is going through. Spider-Man, the multiverse of Edness, of course, and here it's like main plot point. And honestly, I kind of like that, that Marvel's trying not to be the, not at least with every movie, like with fucking Thor, but they're trying to be more maybe mature, like they, they understand that the audience who watched their movies like 10 years ago are now grown ups and yeah. they they're going through some stuff right now and they need <laughs> I, I, I'm maybe like speculating, I'm talking about like, like, uh, out of nothing, but I yeah. like this is something interesting to think about. I think it's no, a very good point. It is a very good point, and it's nothing that I had like noticed before. But now that you say it, I definitely see it. So that's a very good point. Do you feel like the? I guess you kind of do feel like the films age with the generation that they were made for. Like you went to see Iron Man when you were thirteen, and now you're sort of like you. When I was thirteen, I probably couldn't have watched Wakanda forever and like related to it on the same level. Now yeah. when I'm twenty three, maybe I can finally. So um. I think uh, I think it would be good if we kind of gave sort of like closing remarks. We talk a little bit about, you know, what do you want to leave the audience with after this podcast? I'll start with with you. Let's start with Vili. All right. Well, I think it's a very powerful film. I think the decision alone to have him die of a real illness instead of a made-up one or 
I mean, they don't actually say the illness, do they? They no, just say that no. he died, but everyone can sort of, you don't have to say he died of the exact cancer or exact whatnot. Everyone can like make that done and maybe that helps you connect it to your own sort of family member or whatnot who's passed from a similar reason. I think that decision alone just speaks to the sincerity and the sort of ambition of this movie to like really be true to the roots, kind of like how Black Panther was really just, it was nominated for the best picture, wasn't it? Yeah. It kind of just pushed through the mainstream and said, you know, I'll give you the fun action shit, but I also have something really yeah. poignant to say. And I feel like in that sense, Wakanda Forever is a very fitting successor. I have my problems with the plot, the pacing. I probably will not be going to this film or back to this film in a bit either because it's kind of heavy to watch and it's kind of you got to be in that sort of mental place uh yeah but i i do i did love watching the film this one time i, I did enjoy it and i will say the first trailer for this film with the uh, i can't remember whose song it is that transitions into kendrick's we gonna be all right for yeah. the trailer oh yeah that's really that, that, that trailer so like yeah. I, I would go to the cinema just to yeah. watch that trailer they're too good as they're too good at making trailers bro that's but this trailer yeah. specific, i bro i almost cried at that trailer i was like man that's yeah. good but that's that's all i have to say fair enough alex um i completely agree with willie and i will add something like from a standpoint of Marvel fan who watched every Disney Plus TV show, I loved also what they're trying to do. They add like new place to the whole, uni whole universe. And the, the grief that every character is going through there is especially good. I love that. But just, just for the future, cut some of the characters out please <coughs> that's fair enough and um, that's kind of what i'm gonna say as well like it's in in terms of what they had to play with it's honestly i think it's close to as good as it could have been you know what i mean because um like we touched on a lot of the external circumstances they did manage to pay respects in a very good way i don't think anybody can argue that they did it poorly they managed to kind of like pass on the mantle in a successful way. I think Shuri fits as the next Black Panther. And they managed to set up, you know, a new possibility for the MCU following through. Obviously, everything in between that was a bit clunky. You can argue that's because of poor writing. You can argue that's because of external circumstances. But the point is, it was a bit clunky. There could have been things that they could have cut off. There could have been things that they could have done just a little bit better. But the point is, they managed to set up everything they had to set up. It just wasn't as good as it could have been, if that makes sense. So definitely worth a watch at, you know, at least just for paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman. But um, other than that, yeah, don't really have anything else to add. You guys? Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever, bro. Oh, wait, this is the new thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black Adam forever, bro. Oh, Black Adam yeah, forever. the other thing, just quick note, I think every movie trying to invent their own thing in like Black Adam, Wakanda, oh, you the could Black Band. Yeah. Let's not go there, but I can definitely, that's happening in every film. Now. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, it has been a lot of fun, and I will see all of you next week. See you. Bye.